Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. Yeah, that soccer show is proud to welcome our new title sponsor, Uptown Pour. Uptown Pour is a liquid catering company. They provide bar service to help make your party or event amazing. And they're going to be on display in a big way coming up in May at Artisphere, May 11th to 13th. They are going to be the VIP and artist tent vendor. So make sure you go check them out if you're headed down to Artisphere. Or you can go check out their website, uptownpoorco.com, to see all the packages they have available. Hey, or if you don't see something that looks like it's going to meet your needs, send them an email. Reach out to them. They would love to work with you to help make your event amazing. Hey, and maybe you maybe you say, I don't need drink service, but I'm looking for a food caterer for a wedding or something. They have a sister company, Uptown Catering. You can go visit their website as well, uptown.catering. So make sure you go check out uptownpoorco.com. Go follow them on Instagram. Find them on Facebook. Uptown Poor, official sponsor of Yeah, That Soccer Show. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show. The completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at at YTSS Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Well, well, welcome in once again to another episode of Yeah, That Soccer Show. This is episode number nine, and we're calling this episode Hodgepodge because that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be a hodgepodge of stuff. We will talk a little Greenville FC, although they haven't helped us out a lot this week. They haven't given us any kind of major announcements, Um, but we'll also talk U.S. Men's National Team. We had a big game last week. We'll talk a little bit, just barely a little bit of MLS talk. Uh, can't quite totally ignore it because there's some crazy things happening there. Um, I'm going to talk to you briefly about my trip up to Charlotte to check out a USL game. And then we're going to take your questions. And there are some doozies of questions coming. And I cannot wait to break down some of that info with you on the show. So without further ado, let's get cracking. I would love to talk first about MLS just just briefly, and I know we have a lot of Atlanta United fans in the area, and I'm not going to really talk about Atlanta United today because, I mean, there wasn't anything totally revolutionary happening in, in Atlanta United land, but we've got to talk about one man and one man only, and that is Zlatan, Zlatan Ibrahimovic going to the LA Galaxy, and man, did he have a debut for them if you have not seen his first goal, mercy. That was something else. In fact, it prompted our president, Marco Carrizales, to tweet hashtag Zlatan to GVLFC. And, I mean, it, it's hard to ignore. That was really, really, really impressive. And I'm hopeful that we can see some uh, big-time plays like that with GVLFC this year. I think uh, 
I think the team is going to be good. I'm hoping I'm hoping that Greenville FC is going to be good enough to to have some some big time moments like that. But I did want to mention that just because that's big time news in the soccer world. And I know we're not an MLS podcast, but um, just thought that was worth noting. Uh, on another note, the U.S. men's national team played last week. I know we have a lot of U.S. men's national team fans. Uh, it was a fairly innocuous game. It was pretty close, but I don't know if anybody in the listening audience had a chance to go up to Cary um, and check out that game. Lots of young guys on the roster called up. Um, I wish more of them had gotten to play. I wish the ones that got subbed in would have been subbed in a little earlier. Um, but, you know, it, it's kind of hard to expect anything too major while we have an interim coach and we don't have a general manager. So I, I'm not totally blown away by the performance or by learning anything through that match. But, um, but it was exciting to see some younger guys play um, and to see just some different faces on the U.S. men's national team. Although as much as I love some of the guys that have played for the team in years past, I think, uh, I think we're definitely heading in a new direction with our national team. And that's all we can hope for at the moment with no World Cup to look forward to this summer. So speaking of which, the World Cup coming up this summer, we are at Milltown Operatives talking about doing a little bit of a fundraiser for the supporters group where we, uh, you would basically pay to enter this um, challenge and you would get randomly drawn a World Cup team. And if that team wins, we're going to have some prize packs hopefully put together for you. Um, there will be more details on that coming soon. We're going to have a chat about that, I think, this weekend and then hopefully be able to get some really fine details to you um, and start putting that together because we want to we want to make sure that Milltown Operatives grows and that we can make it an official organization where we can run and be a nonprofit. And so uh, to do that, it's going to take a little bit of upfront cost. And we think this is kind of a fun and, and innovative way to do that and, and a way to get you invested in the World Cup and, and to potentially win some really cool prizes. So um, without, before I get too far uh, down the road on that, that thought made me think about um, our new sponsor, and that's Uptown Poor. I know you heard the uh, the ad at the top of the show, but I just wanted to thank them again. Thank Chris Rosenstiel. Um, got to sit down with him. He is a super big soccer fan. He's uh, from here, from Greenville, and is really excited about Greenville SC to come out and meet some of the folks that are going to be watching the games together. So he he's really a fan more than he is an advertiser, but he wanted to jump in and help uh, help us and help his company. And so we're excited to have him on board. One more aside before we get into GVLFC and we get into your questions. Um, I was able this weekend to go up to Charlotte. We were visiting some friends, and while I was up there, um, I went to check out Atlanta United 2 and Charlotte Independence uh, play each other, the USL game. And I, the reason I wanted to bring it up on the show is I think that there was a lot that I drew from that experience that I think is going to hopefully help shape the experience that I have with Greenville FC going forward. Um, Charlotte independence, they play in Matthews, which is a suburb of Charlotte. So they're not downtown, uh, similar to how Greenville FC will be playing at Furman a little bit outside the city. Um, but they're still able to draw a really good crowd, a really raucous crowd, really rowdy crowd. Um, they also played at a shared venue. It's not a, they don't own that stadium. It's kind of at a, uh, I don't really know how to describe it, like a sportsplex. So it's, it's like a collection of different kinds of sports fields, and they play on the soccer field, obviously. And it is it is a stadium. I mean, it is fashioned that way with 
uh, press box and locker rooms and, and stands on both sides. And it is very professional looking, but it, it also, uh, it doesn't feel like overly powerful. It doesn't even feel, um, compared to my times in Charleston, it doesn't even feel quite as, um, exclusive as that, which I think is kind of cool. It, it feels very communal. Um, it feels like the community is a part of that team and a part of running and operating and cheering on that team and, and, um, and just being in the stands, being right on top of the field. I sat right behind the Atlanta United bench. I was on the front row. Um, it, it was just like a super cool experience. The, the folks there, thanks to, uh, thanks to my buddy, Ben Goshorn, uh, randomly got to sit next to him. Um, and some of his, his folks rooting for Charlotte there and they, they showed me a good time and treated me right. So that was a really cool experience. I wanted to just talk a little bit about that because I think, I hope that what I got to experience there with the independence is similar to the environment that we can provide, um, as Greenville FC fans, when, when, uh, opposing teams come in to play us, um, when, when our local people come up to see, check out the game, maybe for the first time, they don't know a ton about soccer. They've never really experienced a soccer match. Um, I hope that we can provide as, as exciting of an atmosphere, um, as they did down in Charlotte and similar to how we're going to have the Salsaritas food trucks. Uh, they have food trucks out there as their concessions as well. And that was kind of a really neat setup. So that was super cool. Um, and I just wanted to share that a little bit before we jumped in too heavy with green bluff C stuff. Now onto the fun stuff, onto the important stuff. We asked you for questions and boy, did we get some questions? <laughs> we got some very, very good questions and I'm going to save the biggest doozy question for after the break, because it, it's going to take a little while for me to, for me to convey what I feel like I can convey. And, and to the best of my ability, that's why there was a delay in releasing the episode. Um, just because some of these questions took a lot of work and research and, and study to make sure I feel like I'm educated enough to comment on them. So I'm going to start with a fun one from my buddy, Johnny Wakefield at JWCLT. Uh, he's the head honcho in charge up at soccer and sweet tea, uh, which w- before I get into his question, let me just give a plug there. If you haven't checked out soccer and sweet tea yet, um, you really should. They're, they're covering all soccer in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina. So if you follow the Charleston battery or you follow the Charlotte independence or you follow NCFC, or if you, Hey, maybe you're listening to this podcast cause you're an Asheville city fan and you're excited about NPSL. There's Asheville city coverage on soccer and sweet tea. It's soccer, the letter in sweettea.com. And another really quick plug for you. If you go onto the website on the top bar there, you can click on newsletter and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. And if you subscribe to the weekly newsletter, that's your way to get into the Slack chat. Now, if you don't know what Slack is, it's, it's kind of like AOL instant messenger from back in the day, only with a lot of people um, chatting at once. And so we get on there and every day there's great conversation. Uh, A lot of it is centered on soccer, but some of it is not. We have channels that you can jump in and follow. We have a Greenville channel, our own exclusive Greenville channel. We can chat all things Greenville, Greenville FC. Um, and there's, there's a handful of folks on there that we get in there and talk. Um, there's movies channels. There's a channel totally dedicated to food and what kind of food we're just dreaming and drooling over. So it's really a lot of fun. Um, the only way to get in is you got to subscribe to the newsletter, but I would encourage you to check that out. Soccer, the letter in sweettea.com. Um, go sign up for them. So Johnny at Soccer and Sweet Tea asks, why hasn't at Maserati Gville become the official kit sponsor of Greenville FC yet? And when do we think we'll see inaugural kits? Well, if you haven't been following on Twitter, maybe you're not on Twitter a ton. 
Um, Maserati of Greenville <laughs> tweeted to Greenville FC something a, a few weeks back, something along the lines of, would love to see the Maserati Trident on the front of the Greenville FC jersey. And I immediately had a freak out because I just dreamed of how amazing that would look. So I put up a quick mock kit um, with the Maserati logo on front of it in gold. And I just like immediately wanted to buy this thing, even though it's not real. So I have been harassing Maserati on Twitter about paying, cutting the check. Let's cut the check, Maserati. Somebody else chimed in, BMW, going to let them come into your turf and do this? So, hey, look, I don't know if there's a kit sponsor yet. I don't know who it is. But uh, if if I have anything to do with it, I'm going to make sure we get a good front of the kit sponsor because the thought of Maserati being the front kit sponsor for GVLFC just makes me drool a little bit. I cannot even fathom that not being the case. But to Johnny's second part of his question, he asked, when do we think we'll see the inaugural kits? Well, I should have said this at the top, but I do not speak for for Greenville FC. I'm not uh, looped in to know the the answer to that question. Um, And so anything I say answering your questions today is not from the perspective of Greenville FC. It's from the perspective of Chris Ashley and the perspective of, yeah, that soccer show. So I'm speaking on my behalf today. I'm just giving you my educated guesses. Okay. So when you say, when do we think we'll see the inaugural kits? Here's the only thing I can figure. All right. The first game is May the 4th. Uh, right now, as I'm recording today, it's April 4th. You're going to be hearing this April 5th, probably, or, or after, uh, the answer to that question is it's going to be in the next month. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things that still need to happen, right? We have to have our season ticket pick up. Um, we have to start hearing announcements on players. Although if you sleuth a little bit on Twitter, you can kind of find some of those things. I was able to just through a, somebody liking a tweet, find one of the players for Greenville FC this season. I'm not uh, going to announce that on here because it hasn't been announced from the team, but if you do a little sleuthing, I think you can you can find some stuff like that. So we got to hear about players. Um, we obviously have to he- see the kits, hear the kits. That's home and away. Um, and then we got to hear about single game tickets, which you know I think uh, my friends in Charlotte are, are waiting to to buy their single game tickets um, because they don't live here and they want to come down for some games. Uh, so I think all those things have to happen in the next what four ish weeks. So I. I mean, I, even if you expect one thing a week to happen, uh, I, I think the answer is soon. So <laughs> I can't give you an exact date, but it, it will be soon. And I can't wait for that to happen. It's going to be really exciting when it happens. And there's probably more announcements even on, even than that uh, to come. So uh, just I would just say stay tuned. You know, we have, we've had hashtag merch watch. We've had hashtag venue watch. I guess right now we're on hashtag kit watch. And we'll be uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for any hints that the team drops. Um, I would say follow the team on social media. That's the way that I normally you, you normally see the hints drop before the announcement comes. So, question number two: Dwayne Ham at J A H Lion two four seven said, "How will GVLFC support local youth club soccer programs at CESA, uh, United FC Furman, and Spartanburg United?" <clears throat> Again, I don't speak for the team. Um, I can only go on my conversations with Marco and Richard. Last week when we interviewed them, they said they had some initiatives in the work, um, specifically mentioned even youth initiatives. So my hope is that um, you're going to see – Again, this is me. My hope is you'll see players. You'll see Coach Lee Squires. You'll see Marco, Richard. You'll see maybe even the Milltown operatives 
working in conjunction with these phenomenal youth programs that we have in our area to one, get them to the games. I mean, that's, to me, that's the biggest thing because as a kid in a soccer league, to be able to come to a game in your town, your town and the team in your town, to be able to come and look and say, you know what, one day I would love to play for my hometown team. That is huge. And that's going to keep people, that's going to keep these kids motivated to, to keep working, keep striving to get better, keep striving to, to grow in their skill and their development. And so <clears throat> that would be the first step is I think getting them to games. I think once you get them to games, being able to introduce them to people, introduce them to players, to coaches, to, to ownership, to fans, um, all those things are going to, are going to stir up the excitement for soccer in this community. Because if I've learned anything, if you can get kids excited about something, parents are going to come with them. That's just, that's how it works. <laughs> so that's why you see a lot of, a lot of teams, even, even the Greenville drive, even I know the swamp rabbits coming up in a week or so are having like kids get in free. Like you buy an adult ticket, you get up to four kids tickets for free. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing where you want to grow the love of the sport in the youth generation, because they're the ones that are going to drive it. Um, growing forward, you know, you hear all the statistics about soccer is now the fourth most popular sport in the country, but in the younger age, specifically age 18 to 35, it's number two behind football. And I, you know, I would be interested. They don't, they don't obviously take statistics on children because they don't really talk to children and don't collect data from children necessarily. But um, I imagine the younger generations that soccer is, it's quickly growing even faster than it is in the adult population in terms of popularity. So um, soccer is there for the, 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 it's there for the taking. Um, and I think that's going to be the way we work together with them. Um, you know, again, I don't know any specifics, but that would be my suggestion. So Dwayne, thanks for the question. Stick with us and we'll get to the rest of the questions after this quick break. Hey, Greenville, we here at Yeah That Soccer Show are continuing to make huge strides and add new content to take over and be the greatest soccer podcast on the face of the planet. Well, at least the greatest soccer podcast in Greenville. And we would love your help and support to make that happen. And here's a really easy way that you can do that. You can become a patron by going to yeahthatsoccershow.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-O-N, and sign up on our Patreon page, you can see there are different tiers there where you can commit to pledge a little bit of money per month, starting at just a dollar for this awesome content we're putting out, and you can get some added perks. My hope is that it will add value to your life as well, that you will see the value in, in giving a little money and getting back so much in return. So as we continue to grow and continue to push forward the soccer culture in Greenville, I hope that you will consider supporting us by signing up to become a patron. Again, thanks for listening, and we couldn't do it without you. Just want to give a quick shout-out once again to our patrons, Johnny Wakefield, Ben Goshorn, and our title sponsor patron, Chris Rosensteel at Uptown Poor. We are super excited for those folks. Hey, we have almost hit uh, our first milestone goal with our patron page. Um, and our first milestone goal means we're going to do live pregame tailgate shows um, at the Milltown Operatives tailgate. So if you want that to happen, really, I think one more patron would put us over the uh, over the threshold there. And then our next uh, our next milestone goal after that is to have our own patron Slack channel. I know I talked a little bit about the Soccer and Sweet Tea Slack, um, but we would add a special Slack channel just for patrons. 
um, if we hit that next milestone goal. So make sure you check out that Patreon page because that's going to be really helping us do a lot of cool things. I'm already working on getting the stickers uh, so that we can, and I'll be delivering those to the patrons. And then if we have any left, we'll, they'll just be first come first serve. But if you want to guarantee yourself getting a sticker, make sure you sign up to be a patron. All right. Our third question comes from Chris Colvin at Chris Colvin. She says, are you eligible? You being green bluff C, not me, obviously. Um, are you eligible for the Lamar hunt U S open cup competition? And if so, will the team be committing to go for it? Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your question. Uh, you may be my soccer best friend because if you listen to, I think it was episode two, maybe the Milltown operative show. Um, when we talked about what our dreams were for Greenville FC, my dream was for the team to be in the U S open cup. And <clears throat> obviously we can't be in it this year um, because we're a brand new team and we haven't earned our way in. Um, but my hope is that if we do well enough this year, then yes, we can we can earn our way into the 2019 U.S. Open Cup. And I think if we were in it, I think the team would absolutely go for it and would absolutely participate, and uh, they would try to win it. So um, a little bit of background for those of you who may not know what the U.S. Open Cup is. Basically, the U.S. Open Cup takes teams from basically every division of U.S. soccer and they go into this championship. Um, it's a tournament and it's single elimination. Um, some of the higher division teams, the, the USLs of the world, the MLSs of the world, they don't come into the bracket until later down the road. Um, but the lower division teams, uh, such as us, such as NPSL, we would come in towards the beginning. So, um, the way the NPSL works is, really up to the NPSL and it can change from year to year, how they select the teams that they're going to put in the pool. Um, and then the U S open cup decides how many teams they want to take from the U from the NPSL. So in 2017, they took 18 teams from the NPSL. And then this year they are taking 19 teams from the NPSL. The NPSL decided to use last year's league results, um, to determine the 19 teams that were going in. So, I know this is all very new for most of you with NPSL. So NPSL basically has four conferences, um, and then within each conference are divisions. We are in the South Conference. We are in the Southeast Division. And so our division has two representatives in the U.S. Open Cup this year. They have Inter Nashville, um, who won the postseason Southeastern Conference, Southeastern Division Championship last year, the playoffs and the new Orleans jesters who came in second place. Those two teams are in the open cup this year from our division. Um, now that in and of itself says, Hey, well, you've got to, you've got to get to the championship game to really guarantee yourself a spot in. And that may be true. Um, if they go on the same way that they did this year of, of taking the results from this year and, and using that to qualify teams. Um, obviously there are some, other teams that got in besides just the people in the championship games, because there just aren't enough teams in those games to, to fill out the 19 slots. So they, they went probably on uh, regular season points, that kind of thing. So I don't, there's, there's not a ton of information on NPSL's website. You kind of have to dig a little bit. So it's not 
really, really clear. Um, I can only look at the teams and then kind of make assertions based on who got in as to how they, they determined those teams. Um, but an encouraging thing is that Inter Nashville, who won the Southeastern playoff last year um, and is in the U.S. Open Cup this year, last year was really their first real season. Um, so in their first year, they did well enough to earn their spot. And that's what I want for Greenville FC. I want us to earn our spot in our first year. That would be my dream come true. Um, so, Chris, I hope that helps answer the question. Um, and I hope, like me, you're rooting for them to, to get in. Because I think a lot of people, uh, even the people who are, who are new to Greenville FC and new to NPSL, um, may be learning about it but may not be aware that this U.S. Open Cup even exists. So the cool thing is, is that a team like Greenville FC, an NPSL team, you know, if we win in the first round and then we get to play a USL team like a, like a Charlotte Independence or a Charleston Battery, um, and if we can beat them, then there's potential that we could even play a major league soccer team, uh, an Atlanta United, a DC United, or Orlando City, a, a team like that. Uh, we, could, we could be playing LA Galaxy and Zlatan. Um, that would be amazing. Um, so, yeah, that would be my dream. That would be my hope. And I, I hope we can get in. I hope we can go for it. So thanks for the question, Chris. Our final question for today's episode comes from Alex at Mojo CU. And man, this is a doozy. And this is the one that had me diving in, talking to some friends who are maybe a little bit more familiar with these issues than I am. Um, here is Alex's question. He says, I would love to know if Greenville FC hopes to see hashtag open soccer and would vocally support it. Well, Alex, here's the interesting thing. Um, let me let me again clarify that I am speaking for from my perspective, from a fan's perspective. I don't represent Greenville FC. I can't say for sure what they would say on this. I can give you some inside information in terms of things that they have released, things that they have put their name on, um, but I can't say anything for sure speaking for them. I can only speak from my perspective and what I've observed. Um Here's, here's the interesting thing about this question. You say open soccer, and I think that that has certain connotations. Um, but the reality is when you start diving into this world of open soccer, promotion relegation, division zero, there's a lot of terms, and terms are used interchangeably, and terms are used differently. So it's hard to know exactly what you mean. So I'm going to try to do the best that I can uh, to break down some of these issues in a very, very brief, abbreviated uh, way. <clears throat> so I, let me say too, other than not speaking for the club, I am not the most knowledgeable person on these issues. And I will just go ahead and say that. So there's a chance that things I say here may not be totally correct. and may not be your understanding uh, of these issues. And if that's the case, please feel free to reach out and let me know. Um, I'm just going to go on, on what you've said and what I have been able to uncover and, and, have conversations with people who would know better than me uh, about these things. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk about three separate things and just like the, although they are tied together in a lot of ways, just like the really subtle differences. Uh, the first one is promotion relegation. Now this is something that fans of English premier league would be fairly familiar with promotional re promotion relegation in the English premier league is the bottom three teams in the league go down the top three leagues in the lower division come up at the end of the season. And I, and it's as simple as that. Now it doesn't operate that way everywhere. Um, in Liga MX in Mexico, there is a 
kind of a point system assigned over a number of years to, to work your way into promotion. Um, in Germany, there is a playoff scenario where the teams in risk of relegation play the teams uh, in hopes of promotion, and, and there's a playoff there to kind of earn your way in, not just, hey, you were the worst of the best, um, but but if there's a gap there that, that you could be able to still stay up. So it, it, it means different things to different people, and I think people who have a desire to see promotion relegation in U.S. soccer um, <clears throat> have different viewpoints on how they would like to see that. And so I, I just say that to say, it's not all one thing. It's not all just a very crisp, clear plan. There are some plans out there, some very detailed plans, um, but but a lot of people have a lot of different views on it. Now, open soccer um, is is used a lot uh, to refer to promotion relegation, but there's also there's also some some mention of open soccer in being that there's no barrier to entry for people who want to start teams. There's no, Hey, you got to have this much money to start a team. You got to pay this much franchise fee. Some folks, when they say the word open soccer, uh, mean that they mean just the ability for, for folks to bring soccer to their community. Um, and I would say if, if that's your question, if you're wondering if Greenville FC is in favor of that, I would say a hundred percent they are. That's, what they're trying to do and that's what they are, are doing. So I think they would be in favor of that. Um, the other thing is division zero. Now this is kind of a newer idea that, that was the brainchild of Robert Palmer, who's one of the head honchos at the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Armada. Um, and this is kind of just a new, a new vision. I'm not going to go into all the nitty gritty on it. You can, you can look up division zero and look up his plan, um, for kind of restructuring and separating out of the current system in order to, to create change. And a lot of these ideas and issues have been around for a while. Um, they, they, there have been people who have been very strong proponents of these ideas for a long time. Um, but I think a lot of the momentum for open soccer promotion, relegation division zero, uh, changing the way that we do soccer in America has come about as a result of the U S uh, national team failing to make the world cup this year. That has been a glaring, uh, black eye on soccer in this country. And I think a lot of people feel like that is the thing that is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back to, to force change in the soccer pyramid. And, um, if you're not totally familiar, again, I don't want to, I don't want to dive too far into this because this is a discussion that could literally be its own podcast and it could be a series of podcasts. And maybe if there's enough interest, maybe we can have on some people that are much more well-versed in it to, to have a conversation about these issues. So if you want, if you want that, if you're interested in that, um, let me know, send me an email or, or send us a tweet or a DM and uh, we'll look into that because I think it could be a valuable thing if folks are interested in hearing about it. But <clears throat> like I said, I think, I think the big pressing thing is, is the national team. And I think people feel like we need to, as a country, structure soccer the way that soccer is done in the rest of the world. And um, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I, I really, truly don't have strong feelings one way or the other in this battle, in this, this opinionated fight. I think that there's pluses and minuses on both sides. Um, but the question's not about me. It's not about let's debate the, the highs and lows of it. The question is where would Greenville FC stand in this, um, conversation? And like I said, I don't speak for them. Um, I can say that they were present at the Chattanooga 
Soccer Summit, they did sign the joint statement that was released out of that. You can go and look that up. One of the things that that statement says and that that statement mentions is that they want to give players the chance to play the world's games by the world's rules. A lot of people read into that that um, the world's rules kind of lay out that promotion relegation is is part of that and that there is there is a pyramid style set up. Um, the issues around Major League Soccer in this country, um, a lot of people feel like it's a very closed-off system, that there's not a way to, to break in if you're a team like Greenville FC. And I think that's where the heart of this question is coming from, as Alex asks it, um, is really where does Greenville FC see themselves in the, in the ecosphere? Um, so I will say they signed that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if their intention in signing that was to say, like, hey, yeah, we're all about open soccer and pro-rel. Um, but as to the question of if they would vocally support it, I'm, I don't know. I don't speak for them. But I'm going to go out on a ledge and say I don't think that they're going to come out one way or the other on it just because I don't know that it really is advantageous for them to do so at this point. It's a brand-new team. They are first year in this league. Um, they're just trying to get off the ground and be successful and really coming out strongly on one end or the other, I don't think uh, helps them, um, tremendously. I think, I think it may, you know, endear them to, to certain segments of the soccer culture in our country. And that would be great, obviously, and, and would, uh, garnish them some national attention potentially if they came out strongly in favor. Um, but I, like I said, I think until they have grown the team and shown proof of concept that, Hey, this is going to work and be successful in our area, then there's really no need for them to press it because they're happy with the league they're in. They're happy with the place they're in. They're happy with the way the team is growing. And and for now, that's all they need to worry about. They need to focus right now on this season. I mean, we are literally four weeks away, less than a month away from the season starting. And, and that that is their primary focus. Their focus doesn't need to be on making headlines for being pro-rel, open soccer, division zero, whatever it is. Now, in the offseason, if they want to come out and make statements about that, that's up to them and that's their prerogative. And they may still feel like it's not advantageous to do so. Um, but like I said, you all, all you can do is look at the things they've done and look at the things they've signed, look at the things they've said. Uh, you can ask them. I mean, that's the great thing I love about Greenville FC is that we have owners who are very accessible. They will be at games. They will be in the stands, on the sidelines. You will be able to see them at tailgates. It is not beyond the realm of possibility that you could just go ask them this question directly. And again, I don't know that they'll give you an answer. I don't know that they'll say strongly one way or the other, but um, I don't think that they necessarily need to, to be successful. And I'm okay with that. You know, I, regardless of what my opinion is, I, I want the soccer team to be successful. And that's really all I care about um, for this first season. So thanks for the question, Alex. I know that that wasn't probably the exact answer you were looking for, but I hope it was helpful. And I hope for folks who aren't as aware of these issues, that if this is something that interests you, like dive into it, there is plenty of stuff out there about pro rail, uh, open soccer division zero, uh, in the context of us soccer. So I would, I would invite you to seek that out. And if you really think this is something valuable, let me know. And maybe this is something we could, we can talk about further, um, in a future episode. So thanks for the question. Well, that's all the questions we had on today's episode. If you're interested in getting your question answered in a future episode, make sure to shoot us a direct message or tweet at us on Twitter. Um, or you can send us an email. Yeah. That soccer show at gmail.com. A couple of other ways that, um, I tried to throw out there on, on Twitter and didn't get any bites on it, but I think would be super cool. 
Um, there's a way that you can actually record your question, you asking your question for the podcast and get your voice on the show. And I would be super excited about that. Hey, and maybe it's not even a question. Maybe you just have a comment or something you want to contribute to the conversation. Um, there are two ways you can do that. You can go to yeahthatsoccershow.com slash voicemail, and that'll take you to a website called SpeakPipe where you can um, just record your 90-second conversation there. Um, or we are hosting and building our podcast on a platform called anchor. You can download the anchor app or you can just go to the website. Um, but anchor is really cool. If you download the anchor app and you, uh, look at our page, connect with us, follow us. Um, you can actually record segments for us to just drop right into the podcast. And that would be amazing. We would love to, uh, we would love to include you in that. So, um, so please do that. Uh, the other thing is we'd love to invite you to continue to rate and review us on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you listen to the podcast. Um, just help us to, to build our following and our support there. And I wanted to make you aware of one quick announcement. This Saturday, uh, April the 7th, at 5 o'clock from 5 to 8, the Greenville FC is hosting a indoor soccer pickup match. Um, it's going to be at Copa soccer. Uh, there'll be more information on Greenville FC's, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook pages. Milltown operatives are going to be tweeting it out. So if you follow any of those accounts, you'll be able to get the information coming out, um, sometime in the next couple hours, probably by the time you hear this podcast, uh, you will see the information on that. Um, but it's going to be, they're going to be showing the Atlanta United game on a projector screen. There'll be beer there, food, um, uh, for purchase. Not, they're not giving you free beer. Don't, don't get ahead of yourselves. Um, but there'll be free pickup soccer and we'd love to have a bunch of folks come out, get to know some of the other fans of Greenville FC. Marco will be there. Um, I'm not sure if Richard will be there. I think he'll be there. So come see, uh, some of the, some of the leadership of Greenville FC, come see the Milltown operatives, come hang out with other soccer fans and watch some great soccer, man. The LAFC and, uh, Atlanta United is going to be an amazing game, I think. And so, uh, that'll be a fun, fun time. So I hope to see you out there on Saturday. I'm going to try to be there. So, uh, like I said, make sure you mark your calendars down and try to get out for that. Um, but other than that, we're excited to, uh, that you tuned in again this week. I hope that you will continue to tune in and share this with your friends who might be interested in soccer, might be interested in Greenville FC. But until next time, thanks for tuning in.